kind of embarrassing. Hello? Welcome to Special Needs Talk Radio Network, featuring six outstanding special needs programs. Special Needs Talk Radio and our team of hosts provide educational programming. Our shows are not designed to provide listeners with specific or personal medical, legal, or professional service or advice. Parents of children with health issues should always consult their health care provider for medical advice, medications, or treatments. Any show discussing law and rights for special needs children and special education are presented as general information and not legal advice. Special Needs Coffee Clatch Limited does not promote any hosts or guests individual practice, programs, treatments, or products. We thank you for joining us and are proud to provide excellence in broadcasting for the special needs community. And now, today's host. Hey, Alex, you there? Yes, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you well. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the Coffee Clutch. Uh, tonight, we welcome Alex Plank and a collaborator from his most recent project, Noah Trevino, but first we have this uh, special announcement from our sponsor, Mayor Johnson, your special education super source, is celebrating Autism Awareness Month by giving away a new iPad with nine PCS apps, a copy of Boardmaker Studio, and several other prizes. Enter to win at mayor-johnson.com. So many of us know Alex as being the creator and producer of wrongplanet.net, one of the most and first uh, one of the one of the first and most popular resource sites for those with Asperger syndrome and autism and in conjunction with his various projects Alice has been prominently featured in several well-known publications such as New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Washington Post and anything else that Alex put on his website. Um, Alex received a bachelor's degree in film and video studies from George Mason University and is currently working on a documentary that uh, we will get to very soon. In addition, in addition to running Hello. a su- successful... Yes, hey, Alex. Um, oh, can you hear me? I can hear you well. Oh, cool. Welcome. Awesome. Welcome. Well, thanks for having well, me. Uh, uh, are, are, are you, oh, do, you, do you have to finish your uh, intro? Sorry, I didn't, I, thought I, uh, I didn't know I cut you off there. No, no, that's okay. Let me get through your speaking schedule. Alex, uh, in addition to running a great website... Alex has uh, a very active speaking schedule, and his upcoming upcoming appearances include the Arc of Illinois in Chicago on Wednesday, April 25th, Aspen Conference in Thistleland, New Jersey. I believe that one sold out. That's on uh, Sunday, April 29th, Yale School in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Monday, April 30th, the Tennessee Disability Mega Conference in Nashville on May 31st, Hope Number Nine. New York on July 13th through the 15th, and back in Memphis in the second annual Mid-South Autism Conference, July 16th through 18th. And you can see the schedule and learn more about Alex by visiting his websites, alexplank.com and wrongplanet.net. Enough of this, because you're here to listen to Alex and Noah, not me. So without further ado, welcome Alex and Noah. Oh, well, thanks for having us. Hello. Uh, at long last, we finally get to chat here on uh, the Coffee Clatch. Uh, as many uh, everyone knows, uh, we had a, a bit of a technical issue last Wednesday night, so we rescheduled for tonight, Monday, April 16th, and here we are. So, um, Alex, you strike me as a guy who doesn't do anything halfway. What motivates you 
what makes you Alex Plank? Well, um, I you're right. I don't like doing anything halfway. Um, but at least in terms of what motivates me is I, you know, I really want to help people and 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 make other people who have the same condition as me have an easier time when they grow up than I did. Yeah. Well, how did you come to start WrongPlanet.net? Well, I started WrongPlanet.net when I was uh, 17 with a friend of mine, uh, Dan, uh, and uh, we both uh, were on the spectrum and had met online, and we decided that we would create a website that uh, it was for uh, people like us to go on online and talk to each other and meet other other uh, people like uh, other people on the spectrum. Yeah, so you went out and found an ISP and started adding content and yeah, I mean, took it, off there. actually, sorry, I just was, that was loud. Um, I, I actually uh, basically started uh, the site with Dan and we we had uh, I didn't have an internet connection because I was visiting my grandparents, so I would have to bike to the library every day and uh, try to test out the site and. And uh, so it was. It was a lot more difficult than than uh, I <laughs> would have imagined. No kidding. Uh, that, yep. that shows a lot of fortitude. So, Noah, how did you come to know Alex? Uh, well, actually, we went to college together, and we had a uh, we had a few classes together, so we kind of knew each other through there. So you guys um, both uh, decided to head to L.A. and uh, make it big time. Uh, well, yeah, it, it, technically it was my idea, but I mean, we 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 think alike, so we we both I, wanted yeah, to. I mean, his, we had discussed. He had already like Noah had already uh, decided to move to L.A., and I has always wanted to move to L.A., but uh, I didn't know when I would, and uh, so I basically moved, uh, decided I would come along with Noah, and uh, yeah. that's the uh, that's what happened. Um, well, yeah. you, you guys have to have some good, like, first couple night stories in L.A. Then, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, we have we have quite a few that, uh, you know, yeah, there are quite a few that are, you know, <laughs> so range from did you kind have of a place normal to, land? to kind of crazy. Yeah, did you have yeah, a, well, you had a place to land when you got there. Uh, I did. Alex I did didn't. not. Alex, well, I had a place actually, but that was something that I hadn't really set up. I just sort of stayed in crashed in Noah's kitchen <laughs> for the uh, first couple of days on my uh, vacuum-sealed uh, clothes. <laughs> Turned into a hey, yo, you know, that's a good place to start anyway. Actually, it wasn't yeah. that uncomfortable, really. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's a head over your, uh, a roof over your head. So, well, yeah, so. let's get into your, uh, let's get into your current work. Um, you guys are working on a pretty, sounds like a pretty intense and important documentary where you just returned from France. Um, tell us about your film and tell us what took you there. Well, um, so uh, basically we had heard about the situation in France regarding uh, autism. Uh, there was a movie that came out by someone named Sophie Robert, um, and she is a filmmaker from France who had interviewed psychoanalysts. And these psychoanalysts... Uh, talked on camera openly about their uh what they did and what they believed and and because of that uh, they uh ended up saying some things that are pretty crazy to someone in the United States or anywhere else in the world but uh I guess uh really struck a chord in France uh in terms of getting this activism uh, uh autism 
uh, parents with kids with autism have had been mistreated by these psychoanalysts and stuff like that. So they all sort of banded together to support this woman in her uh, fight with the court system. And eventually, actually, uh, her film got banned uh, yeah. after they sued. Yeah. So uh, what was this film? What was, what's the name of this film? Of it's, called the, it's called The Wall. And uh, it's it's a, kind of a... Um, it's very unique in the fact that these people, and by these people, I mean the psychoanalysis, they're, they're speaking openly for for basically the first time um, on, on on camera, camera. about how they actually mm-hmm. feel and what their what their viewpoints are, and uh, and that's something that these parents uh, basically had no idea um, either what what their diagnosis was or what they were writing down in their, in their records and everything. And these, these people were, were speaking openly about it. So the psychoanalyst about these practices and these beliefs that they hold that are quite, quite crazy, really. I I think crazy is really the only word that I can use to describe it. Right. So let's remind our listeners that this is the year 2012. So guys, why don't you tell us about uh, what these psychoanalysts believe? Well, uh, it, like you said, it's the year uh, 2012, and there, believe it or not, there's still people that um, instead, instead of instead of helping these parents and you know kind of you know giving them the proper treatment for their child, instead of doing that, it's easier for them to just blame the mothers essentially. Basically, this is a notion that was debunked in the United States and the whole world. This this term refrigerator mothers was debunked. It right. was a it was a theory by a guy named Bruno Bettelheim, and he had this theory, and and basically uh, he he his theory was it was thrown out pretty soon after afterwards. Uh, I know right. that uh, Bernard Rimland uh, was uh, was one of the people from the Autism Research. He founded the Autism Research Institute and was the guy who really debunked. Uh, uh, you know the, the the notion of refrigerator mothers. So that that's mm-hmm. something that that they believe. The other thing is that they have these very odd sort of sexual sort of th- beliefs uh, regarding the mother and the son, and and this 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 the whole Freud stuff that you learned maybe in in, in high school or uh, you know when you were younger. Um, that stuff is still believed to be true by these guys. You know that's all been debunked in the United States and the rest of the world. And, right. Uh, and not only that. But they do something called packing, um, which is wrapping uh, a naked child in in frozen wet sheets for f- 45 minutes in order to introduce some sort of hypothermic shocks with the attempt of, like, getting the kid to shock his system to make him, quote, normal. I don't even you, know. You, they don't even – there's no re- way that that works. So you you call this packing? That's like what they call it. Yeah, it's called, yeah, this little pack. They say little pack. Uh, uh, packing. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I, I don't even know where to start here. Um, so, all right. So, how did? Okay, so you guys uh, got involved in this. So, how do you, how do you, how do you fund making a documentary? And tell us about that process. You know what it took to get to France. Who you spoke with in France? You know, did you talk to any of these psychoanalysts? Tell me about those things. So how did well, you get funded? Well, first of all, in terms of funding, uh, Noah and I both uh, 
met with uh, Steve Edelson of the Autism Research Institute, and uh, they were able to provide the uh, seed money for us to travel to France. So that that's really the way that we were able to get funding for it. In terms of interviewing psychoanalysts, no, we didn't get to talk to them. I don't think they would talk to anyone now. Yeah, and there there was this um, mother that we met um, that that uh, Sophie had brought along when she was showing her film in the United States, which is, uh, you know, what some of the some of our our film is is covering her trip to to the United States and and showing her film for the first time here, and. Um, mm-hmm. There was a mother that came with her, and she basically uh, set us up with with everybody that we talked to while we were there. So, um, it, it we we got a chance to talk to some parents that um, have to send their children to Belgium uh, in order to get the treatment that is appropriate for them because it's not offered in France. And, right. Um, and um, we met a. We met parents that uh, actually have dealt with with the packing directly. Their, we their children them. were packed, yeah. um, and and all, a couple of other professionals, presidents of some of their autism uh, networks. There, we we got a chance to talk to them. And well. he says the autism network, but really, there's there's no real structure for dealing with autism in France. All these these auti- uh, his the, the the word autism network that Noah used really refers to these parents, you know, setting up. Trying to set up nonprofits that are incredibly right. small and have hardly any uh, uh, real, uh, you know, power in terms of what the government decides to do. In fact, uh, there's no, there's no, there's no schooling for kids with autism. In fact, 80% of kids with autism don't go to school. Um, they, there was a study that uh, sort of came up with those numbers, and, and and of the people who do go to school, a lot of them, get, you know, they're usually going to school. One hour a week counts as going to school. So, um, however, there is funding for the psychoanalysis. Uh, I think each, and I don't know if this number is right, but I know that someone quoted the 120,000. I don't know if that's dollars or euros. I think it was euros, 120,000 euros, which is even more in dollars per year per person undergoing psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. And so the the taxpayer is paying for this this uh, horrible stuff to go on. Um, so, do you know what the the, the root of of this mis, misconception, this misbelief is? I mean, why hasn't France caught up with the 21st century? Well, that's uh, that's what all these parents are asking. But it's probably there. There's no definite answer for that question. However, they have since since roughly the 1950s kind of cornered this quote unquote market in which the only people that these parents can come see are them. The psychoanalysis. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely some money issues involved as to why this is the only, the only Avenue that these parents can travel down. Yeah. And uh, in fact, psychoanalysis have such a big hold on the culture in France that, you know, you see people in the government going to the psychoanalysis to get, you know, uh, therapy, et cetera, and, and uh-huh. obviously uh, they have a lot of power over over the uh, the country because uh, when Sophie's movie came out, they were able to get it banned, and they got uh, she was uh, thousands, of, hundreds, of, almost a hundred. Was it a hundred thousand dollars she was made to pay uh, to each? No, it was like I sixty thousand yeah, to each. But there were three. Really? Analysis. Yeah. Yeah. 
in damage. Okay, so it wasn't, yeah. so it's it's solely my take on it. It sounds like it's solely political, where these psychoanalysts have a lot of political power there, um, whether it be you know um, from you know money or influence or whatever. It sounds like yeah. they just have a a ton of power. Well, yeah, the and the, uh, a parent brought this up that. Um, you know, they're kind of ignoring, uh, you know, diagnosing these children with autism or, or treating them with other behavioral therapies um, because it's not something that they created themselves. They didn't, they didn't originate, mm-hmm. you know, right. the causes and, or the diagnosis or anything like that. So mm-hmm. they're just ignoring everything because they didn't, they didn't come up with it first. That, that's, that's another argument. They don't. The French, French, French culture in general does not like outsiders, really. So, and I think uh-huh. that they see see the whole autism, everything about autism. A lot of it is is uh, stuff from the United States, and they don't like people from the United States, from what I've gathered. Yeah, they they're specifically telling these these parents to not go on the internet and to not believe what you read, and to just trust in them and that that they're the ones who, who know what's best for their children when in fact they're not really doing anything at all. They're, they're just observing these children at, at, at the most. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so. well, right. I, I, that's, that, that's, that's also what just really blows my mind. The fact that we are in the 21st century and, you know, uh, evidence of, of success in treating this, you know, in a different way than they are is you know can be found on YouTube, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just um, so, do you know? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I just I have to ask you, what do these psychoanalysts point to as you know a success of their model? They don't uh, actually. They don't. They don't deal in. They don't in, deal in if it works or not. In fact, that doesn't concern them specifically. It doesn't matter if it works as far as they're concerned. Uh, it just uh, it's so all this psychobabble stuff that really doesn't make sense if you think about it logically. But they they have this idea that you know everything they say is they're is they're just true. they're just stating things without having any yeah. foundation on on any of their their you know facts or any of that. There's no foundation for what they say. Yeah. They're just saying stuff. Well, and, and, uh, one, you know, for instance, uh, you know, that they could, they, they, they've, they've been, and I don't know if I should say this, but you know, it's a, a, something, a quote from the movie, you know, the Sophie's talking about the fact that, uh, psychoanalysts, uh, have been known to, uh, treat coma patients and they go in there and they sit there for, you know, an hour every day and, and, uh, write down stuff. And, and, uh, obviously that doesn't do anything. Right, but they're getting right. but they're getting paid for it. So, are the are the parents people. paying these folks, or or is this coming from the government? This is the this is the this money is you're talking about from the government. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is taxpayer funded. In fact, if you yeah. try to get your your kid real help, uh, you do end up paying for it for yourself. But it's obviously not through the psychoanalysts. Sure, sure. And are I mean, are there? I guess apparently there are other avenues in France for parents, albeit. Very expensive. Um, yeah. Are, well, are the parents? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, you say you say there are other avenues, and I want to correct you. There really aren't. There, are, there, there there's are. like a couple schools in the entire country, and each of those schools can have like maybe 
seven to ten students maximum. Yeah. There, there's not enough trained individuals to work with these children. So, you know, you could have buildings, uh, you know. You can have you a building, have, but you there's have no centers, one. You can have centers, but there's going to be nobody working there because no one's trained, really. And, and the people who are working there, unfortunately, aren't trained necessarily by, yeah. you know, they don't aren't ABA therapists. That You know, maybe there's one ABA therapist overseeing a school, um, you know. Yeah. And now... <laughs> Uh, what they do have to do is they, the, some of these parents have, have have realized that if they send their kid to Belgium, they'll get oh, a little bit better help. Uh-huh. In that, they'll get help. However, however, if once you send your child to Belgium, you get taken off the waiting list for for right. other centers in in France. So you you have no choice. You you can't go back once right. once you've started going to a different country. And and when these are kids that are four to you know six years old that are yeah, being sent yeah. off, and you know this is not where you oh it's good they go off for the day they go there for a couple of weeks and you don't get to see your your young child, right? I mean most parents wouldn't like that at all, right? Yeah. Um, so tell us tell us some. Uh, I, I assume you've you've talked with with parents. What are the, what's their reaction to all of this? What what's their reaction you know when when you tell them this is the way we do it in the States and this is the way you're doing it here, um, what do they say? Well, and I want to preface this before. I think Noah will give, give a little bit of an explanation of this, but I just want to make the, make the point that the people we did talk to are the ones who know that it's screwed up and know that right. there's something better out there. There are a lot of parents right. who don't. But, yeah. uh, Noah, you want to say something to that effect, what those parents have told us? You know, uh, They're either ashamed of their country or that that's that's basically the the main statement from these parents is that they're ashamed that their their country in which you know they hold in such high regard is is ignoring them and not not being progressive not keeping up with the rest of uh you know the world yeah, yeah. so the rest of the world is is completely is miles and miles and miles ahead of of France, and and, and and France has a very nationalistic culture. So to so to have parents being this vocal about being ashamed of their country, that's a that's a pretty powerful thing for someone who right. lives in France with such a nationalistic yep. you know pride there. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Guys, hold yeah. on now, one second. Yeah. Uh, I I have to do this promo right now. Uh, excuse me, but okay. Uh, Celebrate Autism Awareness Month with a donation to the National Autism Association. Mayor Johnson, your special education super source, will match every donation dollar for dollar up to $10,000. To make a donation, visit mayor-johnson.com. Okay, um, so um, what the, the big thing that's rolling around my head right now is what can we do to help okay so basically uh what what we've done out of this is uh i've started a, along with uh with uh, a guy from france who's an autism rights advocate an autism rights advocate i'm sorry uh not speaking clearly there um uh, another autism rights advocate from france we first met in new york and now he's a guy who knows english and has a international uh, background uh he, he went to school here in the states but you know grew up in france we uh david and i david hurtable 
uh, we've started a, a nonprofit called Autism Rights Watch, which currently is 501c3 pending status. So we're uh, we've we've already established the uh, nonprofit, and we're we're going to start getting people to donate, you know, for for this cause. Um, mm-hmm. And and this organization has the goal. Autism. It's called Autism Rights Watch, and the goal of the organization is to uh, protect individuals all around the world. It's an international watchdog to uh, prevent individuals with autism from having rights violated and and stuff like that. Uh huh. So, do you have uh, a like website now? Uh, not yet, actually. We're oh yeah, okay. Uh, literally just right, well, got the got the incorporation files. It's uh you know from the uh, state that we incorporated in. So. Yeah. Um, guys, I don't know. Um, I know we haven't spoke about this, but I have a caller um, on the line, I guess, looking to ask a question. Are, are you willing to field the question? Yeah, sure. What's the question? Okay, let me, let, me, let me bring the caller on and let's find out. Hello, caller on the line. Hello. We have a caller on the line? I'm listening. Hello? Hello? Yes, hello? Hey, we're we here. We have a question? We have a question. Okay. Uh, are you, you talking to me? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, do you have a question? <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening. Oh, okay. Well, um, but actually, I do have a question. You, you mentioned uh, they've been in France, and uh, um, I'm kind of new to the autism world. Uh, I come from a background from uh, bipolar disorder, and I know uh, mental illness is really treated badly in France. And listening to this about how autism is treated makes, you know, just kind of dots the I's and crosses the T's for the uh, Francais uh, people. Um, my question is, is uh, what, ha- what kind of um, dual diagnosis are you seeing with autism and other mental uh, disorders like bipolar disorder? Um, they they kind of lump everybody together and then call fact, it a psych, quote psychosis. So so yeah, they they actually think children with with autism are psychotic. They're, oh wow, so, that's the word they use. So they just they just put them they they put all the kids in or if they're transitional in the you know becoming young adults. They put them in all the same facilities as as uh, anybody else with, you know, uh, mental illness and things like that. And now mental illness, technically, just to point out, autism is not under the term, is it doesn't actually fall right. under the it's mental a, it, illness. It's name. a disease now, correct? That they, uh, I, think the, I think that they use the word disorder. Um, disorder? Uh, autis- yeah, disorder is pretty much what they use it. They don't use disease. I haven't heard disease, really. Well, I, except, I only read you know. disease only because they have to give it a a classification in order to get funding through the states. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Each state might have disease is the only thing, and that's the option. But it's definitely it's definitely considered a uh, a a uh, mental Neurolo- disorder, like a neurological disorder, not a, a neurological disorder. Sorry, mental disorder is wrong as well. Yeah, right. it's a neurological. Not a disorder. not a chemical imbalance. It's a neurological. Okay. All right. Well, well I, I, yeah, I was just going to say I, I love listening to you guys. Uh, keep keep talking, keep doing the work. My name's Chad O'Stewart, uh, and you know I'm just going to sit here and listen. 
Okay, great. Great. Well, thanks so much thank for you. your thanks feedback. I really appreciate you. Yeah, you know. thank you. So yeah. yeah. Well, guys, we have we have two minutes left here. So right. with that, Alex, I would and you you would know, Alex and know I would like, I would like to get your advice. You know, um, we have a lot of parents who listen to this show. Uh, a lot of parents with special needs kids, a lot of Aspies, a lot of kids with uh, autism. So, again, hitting you blind here, but, you know, what kind of advice can you provide for for us, for us parents? Uh, I I personally would, would push uh, full inclusion. That, that seems to be the, the best thing for children as far as, uh, behavior is concerned, you know, them being included in in, in, in a school, school and, just in a like normal. everybody else is actually beneficial. That's the one thing I would say. Yeah, and 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 I I see the tendency sometimes, you know, to send kids off to a school that's only for kids with autism. But uh, uh, you know, if you're doing that, uh, make sure that you know the school that you're sending your kid off to has you know other avenues where kids get to interact with you know uh, uh-huh. more typically developing kids, only because. Um, at least from my experience, I think uh, I, I've learned a lot from from uh, viewing, watching others. Uh, uh, I was diagnosed when I was younger, and, and, and I've learned a lot from watching neurotypical peers uh, in terms of social uh-huh. skills, and, and I think you lose a lot of that if you're not included. And another thing I wanted to add is that it's really amazing how how uh, we go to different countries, talk different states everywhere. But, but one thing I, I think pretty much is, is similar, at least to the parents that are coming out to these conferences and, and, and engaging actively in their child's uh, life, they really care so much about these kids. You know, it's not like they're they're just pushing them off to the side or anything. These parents are very involved. So so this notion that, you know, the mother is to blame is, is, is just really well, offensive to me. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably offensive to um, every listener. I know it's definitely offensive to every person uh, who's associated with the coffee clutch. So, yes, that is a very offensive uh, idea. Um, yeah. But Alex and Alex and Noah, thank you so much. You guys have been very enlightening. Uh, I appreciate your patience with me, and uh, I wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, tell me, when is your uh, documentary? Uh, when, when are you expecting it? Uh, uh, to be released in general and available for the general audience? Uh, probably late May at this point. Okay. We, we were trying to get it done this month, but uh, it's taking longer than, than we anticipated. But that, if, that, if anyone speaks French fluently who's a listener of, uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of this program, please uh, let us know because we're, uh, we're having to hire translators to do a lot of these translations. Well, very good. So you guys are in need of a translator, anyone who would like to help out. Um, uh, you can uh, contact us here at the Coffee Clatch, and we'll get you in touch with uh, Alex. Not a problem. Oh, and uh, before and, I go, I just wanted to mention that uh, it will be available on uh, – we will post on wrongplanet.net uh, progress, you know, about the documentary. We'll have a more – once it's first shown, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little write-up. We also have some – Two articles. One was written by David Hertevant. One was written by me while I was filming in New York uh, with Noah, um, and I posted an article on there about the, just the experience, what I learned, and about the whole packing situation. So if you want to find out about packing and all this stuff, there are articles on WrongPlanet.net, and uh, very soon AutismRightsWatch.org will be up and available for uh, people to find out more information about various you know rights violations. 
Yeah, very good. And the uh, the initial movie you talked about is called uh, The Wall, and it's uh, from Sophia Robert, correct? Yeah, Sophia Robert. Uh, she and she. Okay. Uh, there's a. I think there's. A, you can watch it on Wrong Planet. It should be available to watch. Okay. Okay. Uh, very good. Very good. Well, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and best of luck. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. And so uh, should we hang up now, or are we, are we, are we off, off the air? Or? No, you're not uh, off no. the air. We're still on the air? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Watch your language. <laughs> but you can hang up, and you'll be good. <laughs> all right. Guys, thanks a lot. Well. we'll see thank you later. You. Bye. Thank you. And, uh, as uh, as our friends uh, Marianne always use, always says, and I always uh, forget this, although I should hear it all the time, uh, you are your child's best advocate. If not you, then who? Um, so with that, everybody, thanks. Have a good night, and we'll be talking to you soon. Good night. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>